go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel, and sitting across from me is the the Star Wars aficionado slash uh, fanboy ultra extraordinaire. Yes, I am, Mike Sutherland. All right. All right. And of course, uh, this uh, this time we are going to be talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi and uh, our uh, biased yet non-biased opinions of it. I guess it's always going to be biased no matter what, right? Yep, no matter what we do. It's our own personal bias, but you know it. But it's a more open-minded bias, not a judgmental fuck you bias like a lot of other people out there, which we're, we're definitely going to get into. So take when it I away. You, I saw raw, raw, untamed power. Give it to us raw. And beyond that. Truly special. Something inside me has always been there. Then I was awake. And I need help. is annoying isn't it <laughs> yes 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 it is <laughs> so the last jedi yes all right um look man we both knew this movie was going to be good uh i think that the the biggest problem though is that it's not as good as it should have been so explain yourself this movie has epic moments to it and they, they pay off really well but the the biggest problem with this movie is that it has subplots that that are very weak they're weakly written and pretty much executed just to keep certain characters relevant in this trilogy like uh for example poe dameron with the whole uh you know fighting you know it's like okay he's supposed to become this leader right 
because that's what they're they're forming him to be. And so he's got to be the one that keeps making the dumb decisions on his path to becoming a leader. So his dumb decision is he's going to argue with with uh, upper management <laughs> and about you know uh, about the uh, oh god damn it you know the the evacuation procedures and shit you know right. and, and just you know so he's gonna first he's you know arguing with you know Prince or General General Organa right he's arguing with her first and then all of a sudden now he's arguing with with Laura Dern's purple hair and. Admiral Holdo. Yeah, and it's just—I don't know. It, it, I guess it's not that bad with the Poe Dameron thing because it—it it wasn't super, super long, but it still took away from other stuff. And the other big thing, though, for, uh, most of all, is the Finn stuff. When Finn is—is is everything? About, it was like Finn. It would. This movie would have been better if Finn had just been in a coma for like the entire movie, and then he wakes up at the end. You know. Like, like this would be the Carbonite fucking film for him or something. And, you know, because them trying to keep his character relevant was, it was, it, I don't know. It, I understand that they, 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 they made a purpose for him, but it's still, it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. It just, it took away from what the, the focus more should have been on this movie, which is Luke Skywalker, him being the last Jedi and, and, you know, his his fall into tragedy pretty much you know because he's he's he he no matter what he does his character ends up being a tragic character because there's no you know even though he finds peace there's no there's still not that happy ending for him if you know what i mean because he still had to give his life to save people so he didn't get to go off and you know live happily ever after you know that wasn't for him he had to he had to go and I think that you know if the film wasn't trying to placate everybody why are you trying to do this whole non-spoilery thing you're dancing around the whole thing just fucking say it just well, say I th- thought I pretty much did yeah but you sound like you're dancing around it well, no it's, just, it's the death of Luke Skywalker <laughs> look if you haven't seen the fucking movie then no I'm, yeah. I'm not talking to you but you seem to be dancing around the whole thing without really getting into the meat of it no no it, it, well <laughs> I don't. I don't need to talk too much about Star Wars. Star Wars is your baby more than mine, and I, <laughs> I, you, you're gonna have your thing that you're gonna need to say, and that I don't know. That's just I'm fine with it. So, but yeah. Anyway, what works, what does not work about the movie, like I said, is that the, all these characters, they you know, especially Poe and and Finn, to keep them relevant, they have weak subplots for them, and. It takes away from the important, the, the bigger importance, which I know that's a difficult thing to, to, to hear me say because I understand, you know, that Finn and and, and Poe are going to be part of this new generation, but it's still it it just takes away takes away from the the most important parts of this movie. That that that's pretty much what it is, you know, that whole casino sequence, you know, where they're fucking riding on these horses and shit. It, it was. It just yeah, it just felt like it. That felt like it was taken from the weakest moments of uh, of the uh, prequel trilogy in a way, with all those horses and shit running around. It, why does that take away? I just told you why. It takes away from the tragedy of Luke Skywalker. The horses. All of it. Why do the horses take away from the tragedy? Of, that doesn't. I'm, make I'm any giving sense. you. I'm giving you an example. Okay, they go to the casino planet and now they're riding fucking horses that are and they're just terrorizing through shit to to escape. It, it just. It, it, 
it was exhibition. That's pretty much what it was. It felt like fucking exhibition. It, you know, I mean, it, it should have gone more back to Ray and fucking and Kylo Ren and and you know some Leia, some uh, definitely some more Luke, and and instead it, it does this shit. That's what I got a problem with. That's things like that is what keeps this movie from being the next Empire Strikes Back. This movie, to me, instead of it being four star like like Empire would be. Empire is or close enough to being is this movie is a three star and it's held back by those weaker subplots and and weaker weak weaker used characters all right but that aside visually this movie is fucking fascinating because of how much detail is in every single thing every explosion every every rock every every nook every cranny is there's so much detail to every single thing in this movie the musical score is awesome okay which you even pointed out some shit i didn't even notice was was that uh they you know they took little jumbles of of scores from every film that was done previously right you know i mean i already heard like the 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 race theme that was in here you know from from force awakens but i know i'm talking about you were talking about like phantom menace and everything so um but then also all the epic moments that happened, such as, you know, the the twist with Luke Skywalker, you know, the fact that he's, you know, he's just using the force from all the way across the galaxy and, you know, tricking everybody pretty much, you know, just doing the, he's got a hologram moment from Total Recall, you know, pretty much, right? Sure. And then, uh, you know, Luke and, I mean, the, you know, the, the the battle against Snoke, holy shit, that, I mean, that that's really fucking good. It was... You know, because this movie could have kept going in all those same safe, predictable fucking directions that that we that we're used to, and instead it changed it up. You know, it you know makes Snoke look like he was gonna you know he was gonna be the Palpatine of this whole trilogy. Then he's fucking killed halfway through the this 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 second film. You know that that's that's a great idea. You know, change it up. You know, also I mean I'm pretty sure a lot of people expected Carrie Fisher's character to die in this movie, and guess what? She didn't fucking die. You know, because when that when that when that uh when their command center got fucking attacked and she got sucked out into space, I was like, dude, that was kind of weak. You know, like they fucking killed her. That's kind of fucking weak how they did it. And then no, it wasn't. It wasn't that way at all. So that that's I like I like the changeup. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I I like the fact that Luke Luke's character never left the island, and I think that that's very poignant. It, it's he went there to die. And no matter what, he never left that fucking island. Sure, he he forced left it, you know, to to help out, but he still never left that fucking island, man. And that, I think that was that was a strong moment for his character, you know. For the like I said, I'll say it again: the tragedy of of Luke Skywalker. You know, that's how he goes out. He never left the fucking island. You know, that makes it when so when he shows up at the end of the movie, it makes all that stuff even more um, important. Because of it, it, it just, you know, it, it, it fucking works. Because you know that he's going to fucking die. You know, it, it, it's kind of obvious in the title, in a way. It sounds kind of final, like a finality to it. So, you know, that's it. That's what I got. All right. <laughs> that's what I got. Here's my issue with the movie. Here's my issue with the new series so far. Yeah. And it's going to go back right to Star Wars episode four, five, and six. And those movies are highly personal movies. Yeah. 48 minutes into Star Wars, we finally get to space. Yeah. So 
if you were to draw a line and then put a square at the end of this line on the right-hand side, the square representing the big battle. At the beginning of the line, you would put intro droids, intro, well, technically intro Leia, uh, Vader, then Luke, then Obi-Wan, then Han. And that's how, that's how the story moves. You intro these characters. And then they jettison off of, of off Tatooine, head to Alderaan, no longer there, and they get sucked into the Death Star. That's no move. <laughs> For Empire, you kind of do the same thing. You put a square like at the beginning of the movie, the beginning of this line, that represents the battle. But, you know, it's technically it's like 20, 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Where you re you intro Luke, you intro Han, you intro the droids, you intro Leia, right? Uh-huh. And and, and I'm, I know that that's not exactly how it was. It, intro Han, intro Luke. I'm sorry, intro Luke, intro Han, intro Leia, then the droids, and Chewie. Or I'm sorry, uh, Han, Chewie, Leia, droids. What I'm trying to get at is, and, and then Vader. So you still you still have those intros, right? Yeah. You still have all of these people that are m- the main point of the story. The droids, the droids are your storyteller. They're the ones that are. Th- you're seeing the movie through the eyes of the. Yeah, droids. they're the witnesses, pretty much. Han is your guide. So, in the first movie, Han is the one that takes them from point B or point A to point B and point C, right? Which is Yavin. <laughs> so he's he's the taxi uh-huh. as it were. And this whole movie is is a personal journey for Luke and Han and Leia and for Vader too, but we'll get into that in a minute. And then as the second movie comes and the third movie comes, it becomes a more personal story. Empire strikes back. The the group splits up. So you have Luke and R2 going to Dagobah. You have Han, Leia, Chewie, and 3PO heading off to points no, who knows where. They're trying to get to the re, you know the rebellion outside of space. They're trying to get to the ships outside of space. <laughs> but they're being chased by the Empire because Han, because Vader wants wants Luke and he thinks he's on the Millennium Falcon, which he's not. And once he realizes that Luke is not on that ship. He sets a trap. It's really easy. And that's where they end up on Bespin. So it goes from a massive battle to a personal battle. Yeah. Vader versus Luke. And then in, in three, it's it's pretty much the same thing. It's a, it's a personal battle, Vader versus Luke. But when <clears throat> you have the Emperor saying, and this is going to be important when I get to The Last Jedi, which is... Vader telling Luke, strike me down with all your hatred and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. Yeah. Okay. The one thing that we didn't get to is the prequels because the prequels are also important to the new series. Now, in the book, Revenge of the Sith, there's a throwaway line that was never used in the movie. And that throwaway line is, one mask is as good as another. Now, I may be paraphrasing. It's, I don't think that's exactly what Palpatine says, but it's close. Mm-hmm. One mask is as good as another. When he uses the Force Lightning on Mace Windu and changes from Palpatine to Darth Sidious, he says that line after Mace Windu jumps out a window. Yeah. All right. 
So, <laughs> and the reason why I'm bringing up the original trilogy, the the four, five, and six, is because it's it's important to bring up that original trilogy to move forward into this whole next series. When Star Wars Episode Seven comes along, we're introduced to Snoke, and we're introduced to Kylo Ren, and all this other stuff. The problem with the movie in movies in and of themselves is the spectacle. It seems like they're more interested in the big spectacle than in these small stories. The story's about Rey and her journey. Yeah. And Kylo and his journey and and Kylo and and their their meaning, their their um place in the universe. Yeah. Right? So Kylo is being trained if you want to he's he's Snoke's apprentice if you really want to say that. And and then you have General Hux, who is this, for lack of a better term, he's just this weird, temperamental sniveling. It, yeah, yeah, he's he's a fucking snake. Oh yeah, he you know <laughs> he he seems like he seems like a a twice as annoying version of those guys from the first uh, Star Wars from the, A New Hope. You know, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, Taggy or whoever he is, the guy. Your sad you know. devotion to that old religion, you know. Those yeah. fucking guys, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly who it is. The most destructive power in the universe. Yes, and then Vader's <laughs> like chunk. Yeah, you know, I've had enough of your shit. Yeah, I and, then, and, then, and then Tarkin saying, you know, enough of this bickering. Yeah, right. Release. Well, it's one of my favorite favorite moments in Star Wars, where he's like, "Your sad devotion to that ancient religion." Yeah. <laughs> You know, he's fucking choking. <laughs> and Vader's just like... I find your lack of faith and, and usually, like, when Vader's doing that, his breathing starts to go faster. Yeah. Right? If you notice. Like, in that one, his breathing was just, like, nice and mellow. Like, I, I'm just enjoying the shit out of this because <laughs> this guy's a dick. And then fucking Tarkin goes, enough of that bickering. Vader, release him. Yeah. And he's like, as you wish. And just to show that guy the power, right? Yeah. The power of this ancient religion that this guy doesn't believe in, right? And so moving moving that forward, you you have this this new order which we know nothing about. And we had discussed this earlier or yes, yeah, we discussed this earlier today, which is when Star if if these new movies if this was like if no fucking Star Wars ever existed until now, these two movies were the first ones, people would be like, "Oh my god." Yeah. This is fucking amazing, right? Yeah. And they are fun movies. They're 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 great fun. But there's they're missing that key ingredient. And here's the key ingredient. The relationship between R2 and 3PO. The relationship between Luke and Han. This bickering, this fighting, this name calling, all of this stuff is missing. This this back and forth between you know, and it's not just that. It's it's fighting between Han and Leia. It's fighting between Han and Chewie. It's you know, you know. Yeah. I'm not interested in your opinions, three PO. You know. Yeah. And you know, I'm sorry. I don't have time for anything else. Right. You know. And you know what? And you notice, like with this movie, is that what works more is when these classic characters are talking. Like when she says to three PO, she goes, "Get that look off your face." Right. You know. Or but or, it doesn't. But it's just a throwaway line. It's there's. You know, like I, the, the reason why I like Oscar Isaac's character is because that his the way that he delivers his line yeah. is just like in the in the original trilogy. You know, hi, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm talking to. I need to talk to General Hux. Yeah. You know, it's an emergency. Blah blah blah. 
I'm waiting. And that's something that Han would say. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and, and then you have, then you have everything else. You, you have, and I understand that they're trying to move forward from the, the original trilogy and that's important and there's a transition, but you're still missing the dynamic between R2 and 3PO, the dynamic between Leia and Han, the dynamic between Luke and Han, the dynamic between Luke and Leia. Right? Yeah. And the dynamic between Luke and R2. You're missing these dynamics, these these great moments where people talk about, you know, why this is my favorite part or why this is my favorite my favorite part of Star Wars, A New Hope. Why yeah. this is my favorite part of, you know, Jedi or or Empire or any of that stuff. You don't have the water cooler talk where people say why this is my favorite part of The Force Awakens. I'll tell you my favorite part of the Force Awakens when Han and Rey are in the in the Falcon and he and he's warming up the engine. Yeah. Right. And he says, and she goes, and he says, "Prepare for light speed." And she looks at him and says, "You're gonna go to light speed inside a fucking hangar. <laughs> Have you ever done that before?" He's like, "You know," and, and he's like, "You know, you can't do that." He's like, "I never think about that until after I've done it." Yeah. You know. <laughs> That scene is f- is fun. That scene is great because it's well, it's Han, but still, you it's that reminiscence of the old. Yeah, you know, in this one, you don't have you don't have that that playback. You don't like you don't have a three PO droid. You know, who is this weird, effeminate kind of. Um, cautious or overly cautious it's Felix dude yeah you, you don't have that you don't have that con- he he's the group's conscience yeah you know he's that that naysayer that doubter that one guy or that one thought in your head that says maybe we shouldn't do this where everybody else is like let's just go full tilt boogie yeah. you know full throttle right just like beggars canyon back home <laughs> and that's what's missing from this movie that's what's missing from both of these movies, and, I, and I've said enough about what's missing. Why this movie works? Well, this movie works because Ryan Johnson stuck it in the script. Kill the past. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, really, it's it's you have to let go of the past, kill it if necessary. Yeah. So that you can find your own way, and and that was his theme, and somebody must have told that to him because. This movie is ripe with a whole lot of, if you know, a whole lot of moving forward and letting the past go, so that you can become what you were meant to be, or you know, like Benicio del Toro's character DJ, who basically says, you know, you either you you either sell out or you continue to live the life of nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Be nothing or be someone. Choose, but you've got to choose. <laughs> and if you want to be rich and famous, you want to have this money, you want, not necessarily famous, but if you want to have this money, you want to have this life, you got to do what you need to do, you know, to get where you need to be. So when the movie starts and you have, you have this great opening sequence and it's, and it's completely, it's completely Revenge of the Sith. It starts off with the camera swirling down into this small fleet. Instead of a large fleet, it's now a small fleet. Yeah. And and it ends up on the grounds 
of the resistance world and then you have Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy, look up and she had a lot of lines in this movie. It was really good. It was cool. And you hear this boom sound and it's fucking Star Destroyer showing up and they're trying to get off planet before their their base is blown up. And that starts the movie. And then it's basically the chase scene. It's basically the Millennium Falcon being chased through space. Yeah. That's really all it is. And then you have Rey on Octu who is fighting her own battle with Luke. <coughs> and Luke doesn't want to do this. It's time for the Jedi to die. And, you know, and that's why he went to Octu is he he um I can't remember the name. Um what is the name? What is the thing that allows you to don't fall asleep I'm not you're breathing really heavy there is there is a thing it's in one of the comics and it it allows 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 Jedi's to drop their connection to the force and I can't remember the name of it, but um, that's what Luke did. So um, Luke turned off his connection to the Force, and the, and he did that because he didn't want anybody finding him. Yeah. And from there, from there, he was trying to live a life of a hermit. So I mean, he scuttled his own ship. In fact, he was using one of the pieces as a door, and from from all of that. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just... Stand up if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. When you have when when you when you have a movie like this that tries to take from all of the sources and put it together, you're going to have some missed opportunities. And one of the and the missed opportunities are with Finn and Poe and and Kylo and everything else because it seems like they're just it seems like there's a little bit of a character problem meaning there's too many characters they're trying to get too many characters and they're trying to do they're trying to make the present as relevant as the past so they're trying to make this a a, a an empire strikes back but the problem with this with that whole thing is is <coughs> Ray's connection with these characters is flimsy at best. She bar- she barely knows Finn. She doesn't know Poe at all. She has no connection to Leia. She likes Han, so she has a connection with Han because she, she was with him for a little bit of time, and Chewie. And that's it. Like uh, Unlike with Luke, where when, when we meet Luke in, in, in Star Wars in A New Hope, and then it goes to Empire Strikes Back, five years have passed. Yeah. They've been together for five years. So when Luke goes to Dagobah and he sees, he has this vision of what's going to happen and sitting in the clouds, he immediately, I mean, he has this connection with them. Yeah. So that's part of the problem. You don't have these connections. You don't have these characters building up this relationship over time. Yeah. You know, even though, I mean, this stuff basically happens within, let's just say it takes like, a month. Yeah. All right. This stuff happens like episode one where she lands on Octu and then trains. Yeah. 
and then like there's like three days, but let's just let's just call it a month, okay? Let's say that this happens over a month time, including travel. So she goes to Octu, and a month is going on, and they're trying to get to Kate or a uh, uh, crate, you know, to this to this rebel base, and everything that's happening in between this, including going to Canto Bight, is just a short amount of time. Yeah. So that's that's the failure of this movie is you haven't given these characters enough time to relate to each other, to get to know each other and become friends and get this, 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 um, miss, I'm, I'm, I have a lack of words right kinship? now. Kinship? Yeah. This connection, this yeah. kinship, you know, together so that if something were to happen and Ray has a vision or Finn has a vision, let's say that Finn's even force sensitive. We, I think Poe is Force-sensitive, too, where Poe has his vision, right? And he drops everything to go help his friends at the cost of this and this. Yeah. You know, that was the power of Empire Strikes Back. Luke left his training <coughs> to immediately go and help his friends, and <coughs> Yoda warned him. And he lost a hand for it. Yeah, and Yoda, yeah, you know, only a fully trained Jedi... With the force on his side, <coughs> can defeat Vader and his emperor. Yeah, and I say that on purpose. And then <coughs> now we have Kylo, who is being trained by Snoke, who nobody knows who Snoke is. So as the movie is going along, and Snoke says the words "Vader," and it sounds very, it sounds suspiciously. Yeah, that's just suspiciously like. <coughs> Like Palpatine's caught when he found Vader, found Vader's name in the Force. Yeah, and and he anoints Anakin Skywalker as Darth Vader. They sound suspiciously alike, and and Snoke keeps referring to Vader. He refers to all the stuff that's going on. Like he's had a personal relationship with this guy. Yeah, <laughs> which leads me to believe that Snoke is Palpatine being rebuilt by the force he survives the death star you know he was thrown down a shaft he's a fucking force user yeah right so he could have he, he could have survived you know just like vader survived on uh, on um mustafar through his hate right and so so fucking palpatine escapes let's just say this is just a this is just a wild theory and he is able to get to where he needs to go to rebuild the First Order, to rebuild his body, and to find the kin of, of Skywalker. So he fucking hates Luke Skywalker. Yes. And, I mean, seriously, he fucking hates Luke Skywalker. And he wants to destroy that guy. Yeah. There is no reason for some guy, some random bad guy, to want to hate a Jedi Master who killed the Emperor when... That random bad guy had no connection to the Emperor, unless he were Palpatine. He has no reason to fucking hate Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He has no, because we, we don't know anything about his past, so let's just build a past for him. He, did, does, every, Snoke, does Snoke even mention the Sith, being a part of the Sith? No. So, I mean, he could just be another Force holder. Right, but what would be his reason to fucking hate Luke Skywalker? Well, I know, I know what you're leading into. That's what my point is, is that 
nobody, nobody on on this planet, at least that I know, that I know personally, that hates somebody, hates somebody just because. Yeah. Oh, I don't like you because I don't like the way your hair is. I fucking hate you. I'm gonna have to kill you because of your hair, <laughs> or you have a good attitude, or you have a bad attitude. You know, it's always something like that. Fucking dude, do you know what this motherfucker did to me? Fuck that guy, you know? Yeah. That guy tried to kill me type of thing. <laughs> so I fucking hate him with all my heart. Yeah. That's how Snoke is. I hate that guy with all my heart because Luke did something to that person. And the only thing that really makes any sense is the fact that Luke killed Vader. Luke blew up two Death Stars, and he was just a fucking general pain in the ass to the entire Imperial fleet. Don't fucking fall asleep. I will throw this at you. <laughs> and... For lack of a better term, Snoke or Palpatine or whoever it is, really Snoke, for now, is also trying to move forward. He doesn't want this. It's still the the, the master apprentice deal. Yeah, he still lives in the past, right? So, when all of this happens, when Kylo and brings Ray in, and Kylo kneels before Snoke, just like Vader kneels before fucking the Emperor, the Emperor. And and Snoke uses lightning, you know. Mm-hmm. Although he was supposed to be a force vampire, that's why he had that big machine. Fuck all these rumors, <laughs> just so stupid. Although the fucking force vampire thing would have been cool. And he and he uses the force and he sucks all the force energy out of Luke, and that's how he rebuilds himself. But no, and and that whole scene in in the original throne room in Return of the Jedi where he says, "Strike me down with all your hate." And your journey towards the dark side will be complete. And that's exactly what Kylo Ren does. Luke didn't do it. Yeah. Decides to live in the past. Kylo Ren kills Snoke to move forward, to get rid of that whole apprentice emperor thing, right? Or master, the master apprentice deal. And then Ray leaves because Kylo won't let go of the past. He won't let go of the fact that he's trying to be better than his grandfather or his grandfather. Yeah. So... And and that's that's fine. And then you have the final battle in crate, and what's and, and then you have all this music that's going on, and every music touches on all the errors. So you have music that touches from from the prequel errors to the uh, the 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 trilogy errors to the new trilogy. And what's awesome is is when we're watching it, so you see Chewie flying through all the crystals, this crystal trench, and then you start hearing, you you start hearing fucking. The the imperial it's not imperial march but it's the first imperial march when really what, what it was from is from Jedi when they're flying through the Death Star the trench yeah. in the Death Star and then they blow up the, the the second Death Star so they touched on that and they touched on the war drum thing from the beginning of of uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith and they touched on all of this stuff and what's amazing to me is <laughs> Ryan Johnson with his even with the issues that are present because I haven't even got to uh, Canto Bite or DJ <laughs> has really made a powerful film. Yeah. And I like this film. I don't think it's as good as as Empire. Um, in fact, it's far from. I, I think there's, I mean, there's too many problems that could have been solved by simply taking some scenes out and extending some other scenes and making it a more personal film. Yeah. Rewriting the whole fucking thing is, you know, I'm not going to do, but let's just say that you, you have just two different lines. You have the, the, the Ray line, 
and then you have the Poe, Finn, and BB-8 line or whatever, right? You know, and then you go from there. Yeah. <laughs> My biggest problem with it, as well as yours, is the Canto Bite thing. Um, it was a throwaway. Didn't it wasn't needed at all? Yeah. Um, then we meet we meet Benicio del Toro's character DJ, who I think needed to have more time in the movie. Um, you know, it was almost equivalent to the Lando Calrissian stuff. But Lando fucking makes an impact, and it would have been better if if you have a character that knows who this person is who meets DJ, and then DJ flips on him. Yeah. Right. And you, it doesn't have to be a best friend. It's just somebody you know. Like, you could have known him from fucking military school or some bullshit or whatever. But you know that this guy exists. And you know where he's at. Yeah. For whatever, because there's Star Wars Facebook or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know that he's, you know, he, he makes a living on Canto Bite because, hey, you know, uh, there's a lot of rich people there and he's good at fleecing rich people, right? So... That's that. That was my problem with the whole DJ thing. It was just too convenient to the plot. But the really cool thing about the Canto Bite stuff, though, the the police guys were all carrying Episode Five or Boba Fett's gun from Episode Five. Huh. Uh, that's what's fucking cool about it. So, if you look at that gun right there, those are the Canto Bite guns. Huh. Uh, I don't know exactly what type of a uh, blaster gun it is, but. It's that one right there. Dude, I really thought that uh, Lando <laughs> was going to show up in this one. Uh, no, they specifically said that Lando wasn't going to show up. By the way, uh, Boba Fett's gun in Episode Five is um, uh, a completely retooled... This is a, uh, a grenade launcher. That's what that is. I swear to God, if you fall asleep, I'm going to throw this fucking ball at you. <laughs> Dude, continue, man. So that's 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 what the cool thing about the Canto Bite, guys, is uh, Canto Bite Police. So... When, when you see, when you see these guys running around, anyways, well, they don't have it big enough. When when you're watching, so that's that's a nice little throwback to uh, uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Um, for the whole movie, I wasn't really sure. I, I wasn't really sure about when, when we when we first going into it how it was going to play out. Yeah. But I think that overall, this movie works really well. It's one of those movies that I'll be good to hell. Ha. <laughs> okay. Okay. That makes sense. It, right. It's a fucking, it's a callback to a Temple, Temple of Doom. Justin Thoreau's character. We just, we, we fucking, okay, so we're, we're scrolling through pictures and there's a whole lot of shit going on in, in the whole, now if they would have broken into, uh, into the song and had that big, great big escape where they jump out the window, that would have been even cooler. <laughs> but Harrison Ford's character in Anything it, goes. Yeah, in, in 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 Temple of Doom is wearing this le, this white jacket with a flower on the lapel. And in the movie in 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 The Last Jedi, the guy that they're looking for, this this code cracker, is very it it we think of him more like a like James Bond meets James meets uh uh what's his name? Kingsman? No. Classic actor. Cary Grant? Yeah. James Bond meets Cary Grant. Mm-hmm. But he's he's got the same fucking jacket with the, the flower on his lapel, uh, just like J- Indiana Jones in um in the Temple of Doom. That's fucking cool. We just stumbled across that little that little spoiler thing. 
But the whole Canto Bite thing was was a huge waste of time. If they had done a more like an Indiana Jones style Temple of Doom opening where they jump out the window to to escape and and then you have that whole that whole chase sequence in the street, I think it would have been better than than the whole Rose thing where she's bitching and moaning about you know the haves and the have-nots type of thing. There we go. You're falling asleep. That's right. Oh, so breathing too loud or Because what? you keep falling asleep. You felt, you, you, you like literally went right into the mic and went. <sighs> <laughs> it's not for lack of enthusiasm. I swear to God. Yeah, that's not it. So um, that's the only sequence that I feel doesn't work. The um, after that, I, I it could have been extended. It could have been better. It could have been. It should have just been done differently. I it felt forced that they had to get Canto Bite just because it's it's Bespin like. Um, if you look at the way that Canto Bite is set up, it's very it's set up very similar. It's own, it looks like it's owned by the Huts, so it has all those these cool this palace type thing. See how they're rounded. That's very Huttese like. Or else pizza's gonna send out for you. Pizza's Pizza the Hut. Yeah. That's um so anyways, that that I feel was a huge failure on 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 Ryan Johnson's part is doing this whole haves versus have nots and feeling pity for the little horsey things and <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean I thought it was cool about the kids and whatnot, but you know I, again, it's see, how are you doing? <laughs> But for the most part, it was it was a fun and exciting sequence. Yeah. Like, again, uh, it should have been done better. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I have you know similar complaints. You know, it's it the movie. It's like, look, we're supposed to let go of the past so that we can move on with this next generation. But the problem is, is that the past is still these past characters are more influential and 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 better pretty much than than what we're being given. You know. Like when with the Force Awakens, I, I gave it I gave it leeway with the new characters. You know, like you have to get adjusted to them, right? Just like like with anything else. But now we're already through the second film of this trilogy, and uh, I don't have I don't have a connection with Poe really. I don't have a connection with Finn, um, and then Ray, dude. You know, look when we saw the first movie, Force Awakens, I was really on Ray's side. But now by the time we get through the end of this movie, if Kylo kind of wins. I don't, I, I don't care. <laughs> does, that, does that make sense? Uh huh. So I mean, you know, Kylo, you know, Kylo Ren ends up, you know, fully turning to the dark side and, and just killing everybody. I, you know, there's part of me that almost wants that to happen. You know, like that that would be the right direction to go. You know, so yeah, there is a lack of ability to make these new this new generation of characters um, to make them stand out as well you know in our hearts like the original trilogy right yeah so well, it, it's it's as simple as this star destroyer chases small ship small ship gets swallowed up into star destroyer and fucking the welding torch comes out and blows open the door to the hatch and stormtroopers come in and start fucking firing at everybody people are dying and the droids are trying to escape yeah and as soon as that as soon as that massive f- Entrance that massive fucking fight sequence starts. Who comes in through the door? Darth fucking Vader. Yeah. So when you have that type of entrance, and then you go from that to to Star Wars: The Force Awakens, mm. 
and 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 in the beginning of that, it doesn't hold a candle, and that's the issue. You're not these. You're not making. You're not giving us a connection. You're not giving us anything to work with. You know, you're just throwing stuff out there so that we'll be excited, and then you're giving us. A, I'm sorry, you're giving us a small connection, and that small connection is is the original trilogy guys. Yep. But you're not introducing us to these new guys and giving us any time to care about them. It's just like one it's like one smash sequence leads to the next instead of building it up. Instead of fucking sticking with Ray, you know, over time. You know, and that's what they did with the first one, but I'm talking about like in the second episode, giving sticking with these characters over time and giving them time. That's the big problem with this whole thing is that it's just like it feels like smash cuts throughout the entire throughout the entire series to give us, you know, to because they don't know any better. They have it they they just don't they it feels like they don't know any better. Mm. It feels like that they don't know what they're just throwing shit against the wall saying, "Okay, well this is going to be close enough. Let's do it." You know, it but they're not George Lucas. And that's acceptable, but again, not Steven Spielberg either. They're not George Lucas, and that's the difference between that's the massive difference between these movies and then the original. And if you watch the prequels, you'll notice that Lucas is the way that Lucas does things. He does it on purpose. But if and I'm and and then when you watch the the trilogy stuff and the way that Lucas does it, he doesn't deviate from anything. And Lucas didn't direct Empire, and he and well, he he directed. Let's face it, he fucking directed Jedi, but it's he didn't deviate from anything. We follow these characters because we love these characters. We're introduced to Luke because Luke is on Tatooine. We're introduced to Obi Wan because Obi Wan's on Tatooine, and then we're introduced to. <laughs> we're introduced. We're introduced to Han because he's on Tatooine for whatever reason. You know, mostly because of Jabba the Hutt. Oh yeah, he's 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 doing smuggling, transporting, but he's also trying to keep he's hiding from from yeah from the Hutt. Well, he's not really he's not hiding from anybody, but he. But he, uh, anyways, he's there. You're right <laughs> to the fucking mic. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I'm I'm talking and, I'll, and people are just gonna hear. Do you know who did a great soundtrack song for this movie? No. Porgy and Bess. <laughs> had to be said, man. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> um, getting right down to it when you have these characters. The nitty gritty. I, I, there is, you don't have a, a care for these characters because we're not given enough time to care about these characters. When, when... Poe is captured, and then him and Finn escape. So what? Who cares? It would have been better to f- to f- figure out why Finn wanted. God damn it, Joe! I was thing. <laughs> All you're doing is breathing into the mic. Damn it! Thank you. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> I don't need a. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't need a soundtrack. I don't need the Darth Vader breathing soundtrack. Lord Vader. When when you have when you have Finn, like the the movie starts with Finn not wanting to fire on the crowd because of whatever, and we don't know why, and that's fine. But what's not fine is that then he manages to want to jump ship, but there's no reason for him. 
He just wants to do it to escape. It would have worked better if he was already an ex-stormtrooper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would have worked better if if he had already jumped ship and was living on Jakku. Yeah. Right? And then they found him. That's 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 the problem. That's that's where the issue lies. Is we're not we're, we're not nobody gives a shit. I don't I'm trying to but you know like Adam Driver's character is the most interesting character him and Poe. I like Poe. Adam Driver and Poe and Oscar Isaac's character are the most interesting characters in this new trilogy because they're dynamic characters. But other than that, I mean Daisy Ridley's character is okay. You know? It seemed like her character took a step back from the first one. Yeah, and Finn's character is just a nobody. Yeah, it it does. He doesn't. He doesn't even need to be in the movie. No, well, like I said, he could have been in that fucking healing plastic the whole time. Yeah, and and that and that's the frustration. However, god damn it, when Admiral Holdo went into light speed against the fucking Star Destroyer. Yeah, and as we were talking about it last night, I know we've gone completely along with this, but it's because I wanted to. The picture was so brilliant. Yeah. So beautiful the way that they did it. As Joe said, it looked like lightning, you know? Like like, like, like lightning through glass or something. Yeah. And and you have you have this defining moment in the trilogy where you have a little bit of the resistance left, you know? And you have one of them completely sacrifice themselves so that the others can live. That that was a tremendous moment for Ryan Johnson. Yeah, and I hope that he that like he got that vision because that vision reminds me of something. That vision is very reminiscent of a Ralph McQuarrie painting <laughs> that was done um, years ago, and I'll have to look it up. But Ralph McQuarrie, uh, Star Destroyer. Like if you look at see like that picture right there. Yeah. Like you see the B-Wings leaving one of Ralph McQuarrie's pictures and you see a Star Destroyer blowing up in the background. You know, that's immediately when I saw that, I was, I I, I thought of Ralph McQuarrie doing the Star Destroyer thing. And (laughs) it was beautiful. It was, it was absolutely just ridiculously beautiful. And I'm glad that he did that. I'm glad that Ryan Johnson did something like that because when you are able to make art out of art, you know, or put art inside art, it just, it makes everything so much better. Yeah. Um, everything leading up to Snoke dying, everything leading up to the fight between Ray and Kylo, and then both of those against the Emperor's elite guards, yeah. which was good. <laughs> the one thing that you didn't notice was, um, and I don't think you did, I did, was the um, the dudes in the black robes roaming around on uh, on on the deck of uh, uh Snoke's um what do you call it I don't remember I remember the other big ship was the dreadnought but no we're not talking about a ship uh. in uh Snoke's chambers yeah so when you have you when you look when you watch the movie you have Snoke and you have his advisors and then you have his guards and then the fight starts and his advisors leave when those advisors are very reminiscent of the advisors from uh, uh, Return of the Jedi that were conferring with the Emperor. But again, all of these things come right down to it could have been a much better movie. It wasn't awful, but it could have been a much better movie 
in terms of how it should have been done. And unfortunately, we don't have that. We don't have this gripping tale. We don't have the Han Solo moment where he's being loaded into fucking Slave One. <laughs> and Leia and Lando and the, and the droids come out and they start firing at it and you see Slave One walk fly away. We don't have those moments, you know, Han being, you know, ensconced in, in Carbonite. We don't have those moments of, of Vader talking to Luke and trying to get him to turn, you know, father, son, blah, blah, blah. We don't have those moments of the Emperor and Luke, you know, as Luke watches the fleet. I mean, we did, but it wasn't the same. It didn't have that. Uh, it do- doesn't have an emotional impact. And it doesn't have an emotional impact because there, we don't have an emotional connection to these characters, just like Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And the reason why we don't have an emotional impact with these characters is because of the writing. Yeah, so even though certain things were done right, certain things were not. So yeah, it's uh, yeah that, that that's what sucks about um, you know my final view for final rating for this movie is that I I, I give it a seven point five out of ten. Yep. Because this movie had the potential to be a nine out of ten, and although that other all that little shit, man, it it adds up to that you know making this a three star movie, but the fucking hatred that it's getting from some people is just astounding because. Yeah, there's no reason for it. Yeah, it's like they're they're acting like it's the worst movie ever made. Well, did you read the did, now? Did I, you read the petition? I listened to people talk about it and like the Rian John or um, the Frank on um, Franco. He talked about it too. And okay, did you read it though? Nah, no. Okay, the petition in and of itself is fucking phenomenal because uh, episode eight petition petition to remove. The Last Jedi from official canon has over 13,000 signatures. Okay, uh, right here. I'm going to read it, and you're going to fall asleep because... I'm an asshole? Yes. Okay. Star Wars has long been a story about two things, the Jedi and Luke Skywalker. After over 260 novels where we could follow the adventures of that great hero, you, the Walt Disney Company, decided to strike all of that from the official canon and wiped out three decades of lore. And with the exception of... uh, you know, bringing back Thrawn with the exception of bringing back the world devastators with the exception of bringing back a whole bunch of shit from legends that they sh- that no, they said they were never going to do. Oh, uh, with the exception of taking all of those fucking shitty novels out. Tales from the Cantina where everybody's working against the Empire or everybody, you know, there's nothing interesting where every fucking novel series, every trilogy series had a Death Star in it. Yeah. Or some sort of devastating fucking Imperial weapon. No, you know, that because that's interesting. <clears throat> I mean, Kevin J. Anderson's a good writer, but God damn it, when he does 12 novels or more than 12 novels and they all suck, there's a problem. Episode 8 was a travesty. It completely destroyed the legacy of Luke Skywalker and the Jedi. Didn't. It destroyed the very reasons most of us as fans like Star Wars. Didn't. This can be fixed. Just as you wiped out 30 years of stories, we ask you to wipe out one more. The Last Jedi. Remove it from canon. Push back Episode 9. Make it Episode 8. Properly to redeem Luke Skywalker's legacy, integrity, and character. What they did, because his character was always looking to the horizon. Yeah. Never on what he was doing. Yeah. He was always Never where he was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, couldn't see past the nose on his face. We stuck by you when you did things that hurt us before. Don't do this to us. Don't make something so many of us love so much and destroy it like this. Uh, let's, let us keep our heroes. No. Okay. Read that. 
It's garbage. Let me try to clarify things as there seems to be some confusion. Did you write that? Okay, it seems mis- people mistook my last update and got an implied meaning that I never intended. So I'm going to be as blunt and direct as possible. I never slammed the supporters of this petition. Oh, no, he has another update. I need to read that update first. So he has, see, the, su- the supporters appreciated, but, and I'm going to read this and you come up with your own conclusions. Hey, guys, I need to be honest here. I put this petition up because I was upset and I was on strong pain medication. Last December, I was in a vehicle accident, and Joe's about to have one because I'm going to throw something at him, and, uh, and I'm still trying to get surgery and such. It really messed up my knee and leg and put me in a wheelchair. If I sit up for a long time, it really starts hurting. So after spending the time to get to the movie, watch it, and get back, I was in ridiculous pain. I was frustrated and medicated, so I made this petition. It was a bad idea at the time, and I feel that we are pulling our efforts in, an, in not a healthy direction which is a bad sentence. While supporting this petition is important, and I, have, I too have a deep love for Star Wars, I recommend maybe we, send, may, we maybe send this in a new direction. There are tons of people and causes who need help, and we are here for Star Wars. I couldn't get the help on GoFundMe to help pay for my surgery, and yet this gets this kind of attention to the point that this petition has been in multiple news publications at this point. How many other people out there need help and can't get attention? So... Basically, now he's saying, oh, I, by the way, I have a GoFundMe page and I need, because I, I want your money to help pay for my surgery because I was in an accident. You know what I say to that? Tough fucking shit. Go fund yourself. I'm not comfortable with that. I love all of the support, but we also know that Disney isn't going to do anything with so many people who have much better causes who are struggling to gain attention and it's just a shame that this is getting the level of, this level of media attention. So please, while we all love Star Wars, I urge every single supporter who signed this um, to take a few minutes to look at other petitions uh, on change.org, ones that are important, or look at causes on GoFundMe. Huh. I'm really surprised that he didn't put his own GoFundMe page. So that was his first update. So he makes another update. Oi, invade. This has been difficult. Okay, it seems people mistook my last update and got an implied meaning that I never intended, so I'm going to be as blunt and direct as possible. I never slammed the supporters of this petition. Contrary to what comicbook.com wrote, first accusing this petition of being spoiler-laden, and then second saying that I had reversed my position and slammed supporters. Well, if you're going to take a website at its word, then you're you're a fucking wiener. (laughs) Neither of these things happened. I still do not like this film. I only know that the petition which has made which was made in a moment of compromised common sense, can achieve the goal that was set for it. It was meant as a way to blow off steam, and in the grand scope of realism, there is 0% chance that Disney would strip TLJ from canon, and they absolutely won't delay 9 to remake Episode 8. This is a flight of fancy and a sarcastic statement. Do I think The Last Jedi is good? No. I feel that it doesn't get characterizations right. I feel that it was poorly written that, intentionally or not, Ryan Johnson insulted the hardcore fan base repeatedly, and made poor use of the assets he had available with regards to classic characters, which I disagree with. Killing legendary characters off-screen, then introducing new characters in roles that classic characters could have filled better, and losing the emotional impact and weight those classic characters would have brought to the series. I feel that some of these decisions made hurt the franchise. I am still torn up about the ending, which is completely untrue. Killing legendary characters off-screen? Well, who died off-screen? Akbar. (laughs) What legendary character died off-screen? Nobody. Yeah, exactly. Everybody died. Yeah. Even Admiral Akbar was in the movie, even though the character that plays era, the yeah. guy that did the voice for died Admiral Akbar, yeah. he's 90 years old. He's 93. He died last year. 
I have not been, as some people accuse, bought off by Disney. I wish I was bought off by Disney. I could use the money. But no, I didn't change my tune on the liking of this film. If you can please stop sending me threats, I would graciously, greatly appreciate it. What I did, however, was urge you to all aim your signatures and donations into a better direction. That isn't me saying you should sign this petition to show Disney you're annoyed at them. Please feel free to do so. That being said, we have, at the time of me writing this, over 25,000 people in one place. We're all passionate, blah, blah, blah. The petition should probably shouldn't have hit this critical mass, certainly not to the point that it has been featured in pretty much every news site out there. So to clarify, no, I don't like Last Jedi. You should all help people. You should not be throwing threats around at people. To reinstate, I'm not slamming anyone who signed this. I'm passionate about Star Wars 2. I don't like Last Jedi. I was very upset at the film. It's a fucking movie. I'm going to use this thing to do good. Today I'm going to direct Star Wars fans to visit a force for change. Okay, whatever. That in and of itself is fine. My issue with the whole petition is it's stupid. <laughs> and the guy that signed it is pissed off because he wants his GoFundMe to get that many people, but it's not. Because he wants somebody to pay for his fucking surgery. Yeah. Well, the person that hit him should pay for the surgery. Unless, of course, he hit somebody else and he didn't have insurance. Not my problem. I agree. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> I yeah, man, I look, I mean, look, we were disappointed by Batman v Superman and disappointed by Justice League, but you don't see us picketing outside of Warner Brothers. Yeah. I you know, I, I'm not I'm disappointed with the last Jedi, but I'm not like severely pissed off at the last Jedi. Exactly. And and there's an emotional payoff that's fucking strong, man. Yeah. And and there's a lot of look, there's a scene in this movie that will make you fucking cry. And that scene is Luke and R2 in the Millennium Falcon. When R2 plays the message from episode four, General Kenobi, you served my father in the Clone Wars, blah, blah, blah. It's fucking strong. Mm -hmm. It's emotional. The movie ended the way it had to end. There were beats. It even said that he was going to die in the movie. No one this strong. He, Kylo Ren told that to Rey. Yeah. You couldn't be doing this. You're not that strong. It would kill you. Yeah. We find out that it was Snoke. And then we find out that Luke does it, and it kills him. So we were already set up with Luke to die. Yeah. And that's what he wanted to do. That's why he was there. And then the next movie opens the whole thing up for these characters to go their own path. I'm disappointed because the movie was Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And that's probably why I'm disappointed. But mostly I'm disappointed because there are too many distractions in the movie. But I give this movie a 7.5 because there's always room for improvement and it didn't suck. Yeah, hey, this is better than Attack of the Clones. I don't know. Serious? Yeah, I don't know. I, I doubt that. <laughs> you like Attack of the Clones, huh? Yeah, well, I, I, mean, I, I like the entire prequel trilogy. Well, I like it. I, I, I like Attack of the Clones. I just, I'm saying as an overall film, I think that this is stronger as the second film in the trilogy. Mm. Okay. No, it's debatable. <laughs> That's one of those Camino darts. <laughs> All right. It's a Camino saber dart. Get it right. Oh, and that's Dexter. Oh, all right. So, fuck the haters, because they hate too hard. All right. We we hate just enough, just, just in an honest, you know, unforceful way. <laughs> Besides, so yeah, I agree with you, man. I gave it a seven point five out of ten because, yeah, the 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 faults affect it, but it's still really good and. You know, at least there's that 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 payoff at the end. Now, um, it moves the story forward. Now, now I have a theory on uh, 
on Princess Leia, what they're going to do with Prince or General Leia uh, for the next one because they've already come out and said they're not going to CG her. So since she did not die, I think that it would be pretty chicken shit to just have her die off screen in the next movie. So my my theory is this. What if they used her daughter, Billy Lord, and made her up as much as possible to look like G- General you know, Leia? Why would they do that? Because that would be a nice that would be a nice send off to have her her daughter no. her portrayed by her daughter. I knew you'd fucking. Di- I knew no matter what I said, you disagree with me. But no. I fucking knew she, that would but happen because she already has a character in the movie. Why would they have her do that? Okay, so what? I mean, that's what the you know movie magic. No, they wouldn't do that, and she wouldn't do it either. Get, well, if they're not going to kill off her character, they are going to kill off her character. She dies. Okay, but she hasn't died yet. You see what I mean? Like she, her character still has something to, to give before it's all no, said and done. No, her character's going to die off screen. That's weak. They're not going to have her in the movie. They'll probably have her in a flashback, but they're not going to have her in the movie. Yeah. So the way that you do the way that you the way that you do it properly is um, you could probably. Well, even then, they said they weren't going to use any. You you could you could have her ship flying away. Yeah. And and Kylo's ship, like as they're escaping. Yeah. Whatever. Are on board the Falcon. Not a, well. It could be on board the Falcon. Who knows? She's gonna die off screen, regardless. They're not gonna use any. They're not gonna use anything. They're not even gonna have her in the movie. They've already uh-huh. said that. No pictures. No. No CG. They're not gonna have people dressed up as her or anything else like that. Oh, I I, I think it would be nice if they if they use Billy Lord. But they're not. I know you're gonna keep saying they're not. I, it, I it's not just me saying that. It's it's just it's fucking fact. Where are you? Prior to her death, Carrie Fisher was expected to appear in episode nine. Though Fisher's family granted the rights to use recent footage of Fisher for Star Wars episode nine, she will not appear in the film. In a 2017 a statement, this was January last year, or this year, a statement appeared on Lucasfilm's website stating that they had no plans to digitally generate new footage of her. Yeah. That means that she's... She will not appear in the film. Yes, Carrie Fisher will not appear in the film. Yes. Princess Leia will not appear in the film. Okay, well, it does not say Princess Leia. It says Carrie Fisher. It doesn't matter. She's. It's the same character, the same person. They're not going to put that character in the film because that is Carrie Fisher. Done. She's going to die off screen. And that's, it's, it's sad, but then you'll have Chewie left. You have Chewie and the droids. <laughs> that's all that's left. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I look. We're two years away, dude. So, but I, I'm, I'm sure I'm, you 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 believe what you want to believe. It's stated right there. Lucasfilm states they are not going to put her in the new movie. Yeah, they said Carrie Fisher will not be. They in the are movie. not going to use Princess Leia at all in the movie. Okay, we. I heard you say it, and you heard what I said. All right. Just like they're not going to put the fucking X Men in any of the okay. any of the Marvel movies. And you will eat your words if if you're wrong. I'm not wrong. 12 to 18 months that even that cancels out infinity war part two as well which is unfortunate i want to see that happen but it's unfortunate 12 to 18 months I guarantee if, you though you're going to start hearing people say the word mutant on these on agents of shield or something 12 to 18 months later yes i wouldn't doubt if infinity war part two gets delayed i agree with that but i don't think it's going to happen marvel is pretty fucking um set on their scheduling they usually don't move anything they, what was the last movie that they moved Inhumans. Ugh. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't even interested in watching that. Right, but still, they, I think that was it. 
they took that off the movie plate and then i think that's really about the only movie that they moved yeah so there may, there may have been another one but you can't think right now yeah. uh, anyways but yeah they're, it's unfortunate they're not going to have leia or carrie fisher in the movie but so yeah i you know i mean shit we got we got what's solo coming up next summer yeah we have uh the han solo movie and then we have uh then we have episode nine yeah there's supposed to be an obi-wan kenobi movie there's supposed to be there was supposed to be a fucking boba fett movie but josh trank fucked that one up (laughs) yeah so anyway uh Next movie that we will be talking about on Cinescape Movie Reviews is going to be The Shape of Water, directed by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, I um, I still have a theory. My theory is that it's a very extremely loosely based prequel to uh, to Hellboy, and then Mike's is uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. How, how can it be a prequel to Hellboy? Uh, it's just because of the look of it that's being played by Doug Jones and also that scene where she's feeding him the fucking egg, man. It just all feels very Hellboyish, very ape sapien. I don't want to read another uh, story synopsis, dude. Giving away the whole shit. Shit bang. I'm not even reading the synopsis. It's, anyways. That's all I got. That's all we got. All right. Well, may the force be with us. Uh, all right. Next time. Yes. Get more sleep. Uh <laughs> All right. Bye. I'm going to go get some sleep. Bye. Bye.